emotions. That's where we're at. We all feel stuff. Um, the last six weeks, we've been talking about our, how we're feel, like dealing with our feelings and all sorts of different emotions within that. Tonight, we wrap it up with positive emotions. Um, we talked about how to deal with our six core painful emotions, as you see in the picture. You know, with, with hurt, we want comfort. With anger, we want forgiveness. With fear, we want faith. With guilt, confession, condemnation, we want truth, stress. We want to rest and rest in Him. Um, so, I want to ask you a question, and I had an answer for this, and I think my answer has changed since I finished writing tonight's sermon and walking over to this room. Like, that's how quick it changed. But I'm curious y'all's thoughts. What do you think is the number one thing I've wanted y'all to learn in all of this so far? Emotions are okay. okay. That's good. That's good. You're going to get it wrong, by the way, just so you know. So it's okay to speak whatever you want. Doesn't mean that your answer's wrong, but my even my answer changed. Um, so anyway, what? Yep, it's okay to feel. Everybody goes through these ups and downs. We all deal with painful emotions. What else? What do you think? <laughs> Go for it. Own your emotions. Don't let your emotions own you. Go for it. Don't let your emotions affect others in a negative way. Yeah, yeah. How should we, how should we uh, treat others when we're dealing with emotions? There we go. How, how to deal with others, how to treat others. Um, comfort, forgive others, teach others to have faith, you know, those words. What else? What else? Any other thoughts? Go for it. Yep. God created us with emotions for reasons. Because in our emotions we can seek him, in our emotions we can bond with him, all that kind of stuff. Anybody else? Mike got the close, closest because I think he can see the screen. But uh, this was my original answer. One of the main things that I wanted you to learn is deal with your emotions, otherwise they're going to deal with you. Regardless of what emotion it is, regardless of how strong you are with your emotions or any of that, you need to take care of them. Otherwise, they will build up. They will deal with you. Um, but I think that answer has changed a little bit. And I'll get to why here in just a, a minute. Um, but God's desire isn't that we just empty ourselves of bad emotions. See, we, 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 uh, oh, here's some other things that are important. Deal with your emotions, uh, help one another deal with your emotions. Don't go it alone. These are kind of my top three. Again, it changed today, but these are my top three. Um, don't go it alone. Seek advice, counsel when it comes to hard things. Um, develop a deep relationship with God. So anyway, um, that's what we've been talking about over and over and over and over again. We've said those words. Um, we've talked about this emotional cup. And so God doesn't want us just to take these bad emotions and empty them out. And that's it. I was going to have an analogy for you, but it's all a mess. So just ignore it. But God doesn't want you to take your full cup and just dump it out and leave it at that. You know, we talked about, uh, uh, some of the symptoms of negative, some painful emotions. A lot of bad things can happen if you don't take care of your emotions. So change it. If we fill up our cup with positive emotions here, what do you think would be the spillage, the symptoms? What? What do you think would happen if we fill our emotional capacities up with positive emotions? What do you think would happen? 
Worship? What? Awesome stuff? Go for it. Yep, we're able to share positive things with others. That's good. What else? Yep. If you're overflowing with joy, man, it becomes contagious. People want to know about that. What else? What? Routines. You develop healthy routines, good habits. What else? And it can be simple stuff. And it doesn't even all have to be like Bible stuff. You know, if you develop, uh, if you are filled with happiness, you might just start skipping. That's that's healthy until you trip, right? You already do that exactly, regardless of your emotions. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, that's not. Um, anyway, uh, any, any others? Positive emotions. That, I mean, uh, if you're full of positive emotions, you know what what comes out. Better day, contagious. You smile more. You want to, you know, some of the, I think, most significant things that we don't realize is when you're sad, you don't really want to be around people usually. Or if you're mad, you don't want to be around people usually. Usually. I'm just saying usually. Now, if you're happy and and, and things are going well in your world and you're full of joy and and, and whatever positive things, we'll talk about some in a minute, you're more likely to want to continue building relationships. You're more likely to want to pursue your passions in life. A lot of people, when they're dealing with painful emotions, they stop pursuing things that they enjoyed at one point. Um, what else? What if you're not? Well, that's why I said usually. Usually. Sometimes there's exceptions, and that's okay. But, for example, Emily, when you're happy and you're here with us, it makes me happy. And when you're sad and you're here with us, it makes me sad because I, I want to help. And so, you know, it rubs off. It's contagious. So what, uh, this is not to laugh, but, um, like, if you're hanging out with people that are always, like, sad and, like, angry all the time, and all that, can that affect, like, you? It can, if you allow it. That's good. You know, uh, Micah brings up a good point. Other people's emotions mess with you uh the the quote that we were talking about a second ago deal with your emotions or or they will deal with you you can also say deal with other people's emotions or their emotions are going to deal with you if you don't learn how to navigate your own emotions and if you don't learn how to navigate other people's emotions it will affect you if somebody is stressed out or angry and they're in your presence you're going to start kind of getting some of that stress as well because you're like i don't want to deal with this um it doesn't mean reject them run away from them that is the opposite Sometimes you do need to take a step back in order to take two steps forward. But um, our goal is to be able to help one another deal with our emotions so that we can both, man, come out rejoicing um, with positive emotions and those things. So um, any other thoughts? So, again, uh, there's two ways. This is where my example is going to come in. I don't even know if my cup's down here anymore. It's somewhere. If you have an, a, a cup, let's just pretend this isn't anger. This is your emotional cup. It's full of bad emotions. There's two ways to get rid of it. If there's something in this cup, what can I do? Throw the cup. <laughs> Throw the cup. Another example of that is pouring it out, and it'll fall out, right? So that's one way to get rid of bad emotions in your life is to completely focus on getting rid of them. That's good, and sometimes that needs to happen. What's another way to get rid of things? Chug. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's also another version of pouring it out what do you say no you're still pouring it out no that's the opposite evaporate. Oh, I evaporate that's closer 
So, so let's see, if, if, if this is full of mud, and I don't want to pour it out, but I still want to get rid of it, what do I need to do? Yeah, you just start filling it up, fill it up, fill it up. Eventually, all that mud and stuff, it overflows. Eventually, it clears up, and eventually, you're good. It takes a lot of water. And so, with, with your life and your emotional capacity and cup, sometimes you just need to sit there and absorb positive emotion, um, absorb the positive things of God, and allow that to cleanse you. And sometimes you do need to just, not at people, but down the disposal, garbage disposal. So, anyway, that's just kind of uh, a, an idea, a picture of you for it. Here's a statement of truth. Painful emotions remain. I should have put this on the screen, but I didn't. Um, and positive emotions must be replenished. Painful emotions, when they're in your life, let's say somebody hurts you and you get sad or mad about it. How often does it go away that fast? Never. Um, so, sometimes, sometimes. But let's say it's a big hurt. A big hurt. It doesn't go away easy. In fact, some things in our lives, some painful things in our lives can last for years if we don't deal with them. All right, so what if I you know, give you a really nice gift? Well, that's cool. But how long does that last? Not, very. not, la- not long. Our happy, our good, our positive emotions were never made to last long. They were meant to be replenished over and over again. Our negative emotions, our painful emotions were meant to last so that we would realize that we need to get rid of them, that we need to deal with them, not just ignore them. They don't just go away. We need to choose to do something with them. And so, again, our painful emotions, they remain, but our emotions, our positive emotions, we must replenish them. We must find our way, uh, ways in life to to be replenished, to be filled up with positive emotions because um, it can help us with uh, dealing with the painful ones. But again, man, we just need that. We just need that. For example, um, you know, one of these is acceptance that we're going to talk about. Um, if I welcome you into my home uh, or, or just, you know, hey, I, I'm so glad you're here that one time, but then all of a sudden next week I'm ignoring you, it doesn't carry over. You're like, well, he accepted me even though he doesn't want to talk to me anymore. Obviously, there's that. So anyway, we want to continue filling up on positive examples. Um, so I want to list five positive emotions that we all need. We all need to give. We all need to receive in our lives tonight. We're just going to briefly talk about them. Um, so the first one's acceptance. We all need acceptance. We all need uh, on your paper there. Um, that's the first one there. We need acceptance. Uh, this is uh, five positive emotions we all need if you want to fill in the blanks. But the first one is acceptance. This need is met by receiving and loving another person willingly and unconditionally, especially when uh, they are different or offensive against us. Um, so acceptance. Acceptance. Romans says, therefore, accept one another, just as Christ also accepted us to the glory of God. We accept others because Jesus accepted us. This need is met by Jesus because Jesus ultimately accepted us for while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. See, it doesn't matter who you are, what you look like, what you do, what you've done, what kind of stage of life you're at, what kind of level of life you're at, or, or, or any combination of those things. He accepts us. Jesus meets our need of acceptance. And the more we run to Jesus, the more we're going to feel this acceptance, even when the world rejects us. 
But we also need to be givers of, of acceptance. He desires, desires us to show that same acceptance of people. Acceptance requires that we look past the flaws and differences of others. Acceptance requires that we practice forgiveness. Acceptance requires that we carefully and lovingly help one another in failure and disappointments. Acceptance requires God's kind of loves and then goes out of its own way, out of your own way to fulfill, to carry out that love. Acceptance is jam-packed of a lot of things, but we need it. Jesus can give it to us, and we're called to give it to others. We're called to receive it when it's given, given to us as well. Acceptance is needed. Another one is affection. Affection. Uh, your paper here says, This need is met by expressing care and closeness through physical touch and tender words. We, do, we, we, we are called to express affection. Uh, uh, this verse, Romans 16, 16. Paul is right in saying, greet each other with a holy kiss. No, it doesn't walk, mean walking around kissing people. I've had to deal with that in a different youth ministry before. Funny story. What? Yeah, yeah. Well, we've also had to deal with it in this ministry, if you uh, think about some of our graduates of past. Um, and one of them that's about to graduate. Anyway. <laughs> no, but Paul is walking around saying, hey, greet each other with holy affection. Show that you care for each other through tender words. Words of encouragement and love and all that, but also through, man, uh, 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 appropriate embraces. You know, uh, holy embrace, holy affection. That's why we hug each other. <laughs> because, man, that helps. That's why when somebody's crying, you come alongside and put your hand on their shoulder or on their back. That's why when a girl's throwing up, you hold their hair. I don't know. I've heard you do that. Luckily, Stormy never throws up. Oh, that's great. Um, anyway, but uh, uh, we're called to carry out holy affection. And even more so, um, uh, uh, Jesus fulfills our holy affection in our lives. Though he isn't physically present, he has given us the church, but he was physically affectionate, appropriately affectionate to people. This is the, the story where he brings all the children to him. And it says, after taking them into his arms, he laid his hands on them and blessed them. You know, Jesus practiced um, this, this uh, holy affection towards people. Um, and, and, and he was doing this all the time in his ministry. Most of the time when he healed somebody, he put their hand on them or embraced them or something. Almost all the healings in Scripture, uh, I say almost because I can't think of them all, but some kind of embrace happened. Um, not all of them. There's a lot of just speaking as well. But, um, but it wasn't speaking like, hey, you stupid person, heal no, it was a tender, uh, like, hey, get up and walk. Um, like an encouragement thing. You got this. Um, so we are also called to appropriately give affection to others, to practice holy, holy affection. Again, the key word there is appropriate because even all the more today, this world is falling apart with inappropriate affection. You see people falling apart and in the news, people getting arrested all the times because they can't handle this. Um, when in doubt, man, just use your words. Practice uh, holy affection through your words. Um, but um, we're supposed to verbalize our love and care uh, just as much as, as the, the appropriate holy physical affection as well. So um, acceptance and affection, we all need those things. The next one is appreciation. We all need to be appreciated. We have a need for appreciating, and it's met through expressing thanks, praise, co uh, commendation, not condemnation which I realize those are two very weird words. Accommodation is like, hey, good job. 
condemnation is like, hey, you suck, bad job. Um, we don't want to do condemnation. We talked about that. We want to commend. We want to uplift, encourage, build one another up um, uh, in, in all this, um, especially for the things that we've done. Um, that's what uh, appreciation is all about. Uh, the scripture, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which you indeed you were called um, in one body and be thankful. Man, show your appreciation to God and to others by just being thankful. Say thank you. Say sorry. Say please. But, but say thank you. Um, it means a lot when somebody is just a thankful person that shows their gratitude for, for what people are doing around in their lives. Um, another scripture, 1 Corinthians 11.2 says, Now I praise you. Why? Because you remember me in everything and hold fast to the traditions just as I delivered them to you. Paul is appreciating He's like, look, I commend you, I praise you, I appreciate you because you remember me in your prayers and you're still living out the faith. Show appreciation. Um, God meets our uh, uh, needs um, for this in so many ways. I have several verses that I'm I'm just skipping, but he affirms us um, uh, as uh, uh, saints. He he appreciates us. He, He encourages us as his children, joint heirs, royal priests, and more. So again, we're called to appreciate others as well, to praise people verbally, uh, sometimes publicly, um, to focus on what people do right more than what they do wrong sometimes, um, to give gifts or thank you cards or some kind of uh, symbol of of appreciation. We're called to carry out these things. Um, Oh, um, these, these emotions that we need. Yes, God can give it to us. Jesus can give it to us, but we're also called to carry it to others. The next one is affirmation. We're supposed to appreciate what people do and how they treat us and all this, but then we're supposed to also affirm who people are. Affirming and acknowledging the importance of their relationship, their position, their work. Um, Your paper says it's met by building up and approving of a person um, and acknowledging the importance of, of that relationship, of, of what they mean to your life. Um, and, and I think more importantly, uh, affirming who people are to you. Like, man, you're a great person to have around. You're an awesome friend. You're a hard worker. Um, you're speaking to their character, their personality. Like, man, you, every time you're in my life, it makes me smile. It makes me joyful. I don't know what it is. You might not be able to name it. But that's affirming to a person. Um, Jesus was affirming. Uh, here's an example of, of affirmation. Jesus is being baptized. And, and as he comes out of the water, like the little mermaid flipping his hair, um, if you've ever seen that movie, um, a voice came from heaven. You are my beloved son. With you, with you, I am well pleased. What affirmation is that? To have a father look down at his son and be like, man, you're my child. I'm so proud that you're my child. I'm telling the world that you're my child. And with everything that you've done and with all that you are, I'm, I'm pleased. Man, that's affirmation. And so, uh, in the same way, um, God meets our approval, oops, our approval, um, uh, uh, affirming our identity, um, affirming our calling, our purpose, our work, our place uh, uh, in his kingdom and his family and more. And so we're also called to affirm others publicly and privately privately valuing a person for who they are and who god says they are man i'm blessed to have you as a friend as a dad as a student whatever affirm a person's characteristics you know affirm their works as well like hey that's good work 
But man, it's because you were hardworking or you were, had, had that endurance or, or whatever. Identify these characteristics in people um, and affirm them. Affirm their identity more than anything. And especially seek to meet this need with your family. Too often we fight with our siblings and we never encourage, we never affirm. And that's part of the reason we struggle so much is because we just tear down. Uh, 1 Thessalonians, and I don't know why I didn't include it, um, but uh, it says, uh, therefore, I don't really remember what it says, but anyway, um, encourage one another all the more uh, for something, something, something. I don't remember what it says, but... um, what, it, what the, the little meaning is, I'm just quoting off the top of my mind, and that's a dangerous place to be, um, is build each other up brick by brick. Little by little, we're supposed to encourage, to affirm one another, to appreciate one another, to um, accept one another, to show affection to one another. And little by little, all these things, man, they build up a person. The last one is attention. Man, we all need attention. We all need somebody to show us attention. Attention is met by conveying appropriate interest, concern, and care for another person. We're supposed to care. We're supposed to show this appropriate attention, this interest, this concern for one another. Um, 1 Corinthians 12.25 says that, So that there's no division in the body, but uh, have the same care for one another. That the members have the same care for one another. We're called to care for one another. And Jesus met this need in our lives by leaving his home, heaven, and coming and being with us in, in, in the slums, in the ghetto, in, in the place where all things are painful. He left his high and holy place to be with us, to show us some attention, to care for us, to deal with our sin and our issues. Um, and he continued uh, showing this attention to us by sending his spirit, by making prayer real and available, and by giving us his word, which is ever so powerful if we apply it to our lives. He continues to care and show us attention because, man, we need it. We need to know we're cared for. So we are also called to show people attention. We do this by spending time with people. We do this by entering into a person's world. We do this just by listening to people. It's real simple to show attention. Oh, did I skip some things? Oh, no, we're we're good. Um, So that we have these five needed emotions um, that, that we need, that we need. Um, so real quick, what's some other positive emotions that y'all think we need? Joy? I heard that. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. Every fruit of the Spirit we definitely need comes from God. What else? Honesty? That's a good one. Y'all haven't mentioned any of the five that, and I'm not saying y'all are wrong at all. Y'all are so far better than some of the ones I came up with. Love? That's a cop-out answer. Love's too easy to eat. No, I'm just kidding. What else? Self-acceptance. Self-acceptance comfort. That's good. What else? Encouragement. Encouragement. Respect. Respect. Security. Security. And support. Support. There's five other emotions that we need, but isn't it crazy? If I gave you acceptance, affection, appreciation, affirmation, and attention, all the others would kind of come with it. All the others would come with it. It's like a bonus pack. There you go. There you go. That's why I just narrowed it down to five. Because if we're able to show these five to people, to those that we care about, man, 
a lot of other positive emotions are going to come with it. And, and, and so many more positive symptoms will flow out of our lives. Um, I want to read two scriptures. Uh, Galatians 6, 9-10 says, And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Man, we're called to just do good, to, to share, to just do these emotions, these positive things to share acceptance, affection, appreciation, affirmation, and attention with people. We're called to just do good to everybody. But then it says, especially to those who are in this room, especially to those who are part of your church family, especially to those who are, man, in the same faith, seeking after Jesus. So often we look at the church and the church is tearing itself apart. Why can't we just change that? The cop-out answer is, oh, because I'm sinful. God died for your sin. And he made it very clear that it's possible to turn uh, from your sin. We're called to just do good. Uh, the next verse says, Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ also forgave you. The reason we're called to just do good, to show these uh, um, uh, positive emotions, is because he shows them to us. He forgives us. So, so kind of going back to what I was saying earlier, the most important thing about these last six weeks, originally it was deal with your emotions or they will deal with you. That, I think, is extremely important. But anybody can do that and get away with positive emotions in their life and things will be good. But looking at those two verses, we can't successfully, fully, completely deal with all of our painful emotions like condemnation or guilt because the solutions to some of these things only come from God. And we can't fully and completely just do good and show goodness to the world without embracing God's goodness and love and forgiveness for us. And so I think what, what has changed in that one short walk from there to this room, my office to here, was that, yes, we need to deal with our emotions, otherwise they'll deal with you, but we need to deal with them from the source. That Jesus is enough. He is enough for everything in our lives. And it's, it's an obvious answer that most of us are like, yeah, that makes sense. But it's so easy to get stuck in like the education side of things. Okay, this is how I deal with comfort. This is how I deal with this. This is how I deal with this. This is how I deal. And you push Jesus out of it. When our first, man, movement when we're dealing with something painful, should be going to him. Jesus, you're enough. Just guide me. And he might lead you back to some of the same answers, but he might lead you a different direction. The first moment we're experiencing a positive emotion, Jesus, thank you for just giving me this because you're enough. And he might say, hey, go celebrate. That's great. Or he might just say, hey, just sit in my presence and, and thank me all the more. Remind me of who I am so that you remember. 
Jesus is enough. And so I, I, there's a lot of good things um, about this series that, that I believe that you can take and apply to your life and it will extremely help you in a lot of things. But the most important thing, the, the reason I am on this stage, the reason I get up here every week, the reason I continue to work as a youth pastor is to proclaim Jesus is enough. And if you have questions about that or who Jesus is to you, whether you are, you're a longtime Christian or not, man, let's talk about it. Because the more I live, and I'm only like 19, sort of. Or, you know, talk to Dave, the longer he lives, and he's only 21. Um, <laughs> but the longer we live, the more we realize that Jesus has to be enough for us, otherwise we've missed something. Or we're taking a lesser deal. The enemy of great is good, but the enemy of perfection is great. Jesus wants to give us perfection. He doesn't require it. He wants to give it to us. Jesus is enough. So God, may we realize that you, Jesus, that you're enough. And God, just guide us in this next moment of meditation. In your awesome, awesome name, Lord. Amen. Amen.